Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that watches all of the action movies and put them on our big, ever-growing list. This is the 200-and-something episode <laughs> of this podcast that started far too long ago. Uh, we are on the BFOP network. Please check out all of the other shows there. You know, we've got the one about the movies, and we've got the one about the other movies. <laughs> well, we've got the one about... Nostalgia game, something. Game shows. Yeah, doing a good job here. Horror. <laughs> we got a horror one. There's a list. It's a yeah. Seinfeld one. This is, oh my god. Got it all. Guys, guys, have you heard of Seinfeld? <laughs> you guys heard of this little show called Seinfeld? You heard of this little show called Seinfeld? Uh, Jerry Seinfeld in the news lately. I uh, just did a photo shoot. Oh, for a new line of clothing. Right. Nude. People talking about oh, how he's people hot. People talking about how hot he is. <laughs> Old yeah. man Seinfeld. He's we looking good. Smoke show. When has anyone said <laughs> Seinfeld? I don't. All of a sudden, like three, yes. three days ago, Seinfeld's looking good. I was listening to. Okay, I gotta look it up. I was listening to another. He does look. He does look really good. Actually, he looks real cute. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're the Felt podcast that we watch all the horror, mo- uh, horror movies, the action movies, horror movies is next month. Yeah. Uh, so today will be like uh, every other episode. We watch Air Force One. We'll get into that in a second. I don't, I'm not used to doing intros these days. Usually Dustin's doing them. Yeah, you've gotten real lazy. Gotten, real have, fucking lazy. Uh, bef- while James, uh, before we get to the movie, and while James looks up Jerry Seinfeld looking like a smoke show, mm-hmm. do we want to do some... Well, there's no bare skin, though. Like, sink it's or swims? Kind of, yeah, there's no, there's not, he's not hanging dong or anything. What's the term, Dustin? Like this? Seeker destroy? Uh, not that one. That's a nice fit, though. <laughs> nice fit. There's one where he's like leaning, he's like in a chair. Nice fall fit, right? Kind of like leaning back a little bit. He's got like, like uh, Bo Jackson's on. Can't you tell how hot he is? James? I mean, <laughs> he's definitely. You're you're not thirsty for a sixty plus year old Jewish man. Um, no. Who? Who? So you're racist, isn't yeah. it? Okay, well, that's called. <laughs> is it? Oh, little, is it this one? Yeah, look at that one. Mm, what a snack! <laughs> oh God. Anyway, secret destroy. Secret destroy. Dustin, why don't you kick us off? Okay, let's start out with some destroys for you here. All right. This is from uh, like the last week. I did a double feature of <laughs> the Lawnmower Man and Lawnmower Man Two. Beyond Cyberspace. Nice. Oh, boy. I haven't seen them, so. Yeah, well, okay, so I went to throw on the Lawnmower Man, and I, it turned out I had a two-hour, 20-minute director's cut <laughs> of the Lawnmower Man. Did you ever see the Lawnmower Man, John? Uh, yeah, here's my Lawnmower Man story. I went to a birthday party at... Oh, yes, uh, you told us this story. Chris... 
something's house when I was in grade five, I believe. Mm -hmm. And uh, it scared me. Yeah. So I refused to watch it. So I went upstairs (laughs) and I did other stuff. And then we watched Kindergarten Cop. Cool. After that, <laughs> and uh, well, Kindergarten Cop's definitely the better movie. That's my history of Lawnmower Man. Uh, yeah, Lawnmower Man was was the movie that was supposedly based on the Stephen King short story, but it has nothing to do with it. He sued the people that made the movie because it said like Stephen King's The Lawnmower Man on all the promotional materials. Oh, okay. He won because it's like doesn't have anything to do with his story whatsoever. Um. Anyway, so it was it wasn't this period of the '90s when everyone was obsessed with virtual reality and all this kind of stuff, and it has like the really cheesy CG effects of when yeah. Jeff Fahey goes into the virtual reality world and What's all this the stuff. Michael Douglas uh, disclosure. Yeah, disclosure had mm-hmm. the uh, incredible CG. Sorry, not CG. Uh, virtual reality. Right. Like I'm looking Office for building, I'm looking, looking for through files. files. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> like the most, like how can we make the future the most so exciting? <laughs> um, so yeah, this uh, I remember hating this movie when it came out. This this director's cut, I have to admit, is better because it actually makes the character arcs make more sense. But it still isn't a good movie mm-hmm. or anything. The some the actual the CG is actually kind of charming looking at it now because it's just so I don't know so hammy, but. Um, looking back at some of that stuff it's kind of fun it's an incredibly Um, self-serious film it's very serious yeah um and then so the guy who directed it i guess he went on he also directed virtuosity remember that movie with denzel washington and russell crowe and then i think he ended up writing a book about virtual reality eventually so he was really into that shit lawnmower man 2 uh jeff fahey is replaced by matt frewer who was um max headroom he takes over that role in that one. Now, this movie's really weird. The kid from Last Action Hero is in it. He's in both of them, actually. Okay. He's the only one who's in Austin both. Austin O'Brien. Austin O'Brien. And, uh, nice pull. This one is like, it was only a few years in the future from the first movie, but now everything looks like fucking Blade Runner because of the internet and virtual reality has like changed everything really rapidly. Right. And so it looks I, like a low-budget Blade Runner. I suppose that kind of makes sense, though, for like the theme of the movie where it's like it propelled like propelled like time so far so quickly yeah like technology so fast that like yeah so even though it's only a few years down the road it's like oh uh it's everything has changed or whatever but uh yeah pretty pretty shitty movie (laughs) you can safely avoid the lawnmower man movies i've done the work for you you don't need to check them out all right but uh, i did a fun thing the other night i did a Animals Attack triple feature. And I watched Ants from 1977, Squirm from 1976, and Razorback from 1984. Ants was a made-for-TV movie that had a cover, a VHS box that I used to used to look at for reasons when I was a kid <laughs> at the video store. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's Suzanne Summers, by the way. Uh, she's in this movie. Um, Some booping so, tips. It's a, so, yeah. It was a made-for-TV animal attack movie about ants. Um, actually, pretty watchable because it has a really good cast. Not terribly interesting though, and not you know, there's no gore or anything like that because it's, it's a TV seventies movie. Uh, Squirm is a worms attack movie, <laughs> and it okay. it's pretty boring. But then the last third of it is like fucking awesome, and there's just like hordes of 
fucking worms attacking people and taking over people's bodies and crawling into their faces and shit. Nice. So that one ended up being worth it. But Razorback is an Australian movie about a fucking wild boar. Uh, this is directed by Russell Mulcahy, who did Ricochet that we did on oh, the show. Okay. This is a fucking good movie. This really? is like one of the best Jaws ripoffs I've ever seen. It's it's really distinctive style to it. Um, it's like psychedelic at times. Really weird fucking redneck out outback characters and stuff. Uh, I thought it was really fun. Uh, the boar looked really cool in it. He was huge, like this giant, way like ten times bigger than all the other boars and stuff. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. So nice. So nice. as far as like uh, animal attack movies, um, I have like these, all these like weird memories. I've brought this up before, but like moving from Ontario to BC and like watching movies on cable at night, like in hotel rooms. And one of the movies, I thought, I swear to God, it had Roseanne Barr in it. I have this like distinct memory of a horror movie with Roseanne Barr and like, like rabbits were attacking. Oh, well, there is a, there is a giant rabbit movie. There is. It's called Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus. Lepus. Maybe that's the one. I'm getting confused. I'm I'm never going to watch it again. (laughs) But like. It's probably on Tubi. Probably, there, I'm kind of down with all those uh, those genre films, but where it's just like such a ridiculous like premise, like Piranha is like a super fun movie, right? Piranha, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, multiple Piranha movies, but like they're, I think they're kind of like an un. We should probably cover some of them. Yeah, I like mean, they're, they're, there's some fun ones. They're for sure. like really fun and like silly. Yeah, the worm one. It was like, oh, it turns out if lightning hit the ground and like. <laughs> drove these worms up from the ground and they were poisonous now they went crazy (laughs) electrified Uh, pretty ridiculous but not a bad time cool James Uh, well I watched The Incredibles never seen it before really the Pixar yeah the Pixar one Uh, Uh, the only Incredibles no this is the second one I think (laughs) both Pixar yeah yeah both Pixar Uh, never seen it before um, kids wanted to watch it. It's a lot more action packed than I was like. I was actually surprised. It was like watching just like a regular action movie, but just yeah, a Pixar movie. You talk about how thick that mom is. I'm not gonna talk. John about would it. like you to bring that up. <laughs> no, have you not, have you not heard about like? There's a big thing. So like when they released like I think it was the second movie. Oh, okay. they released like a like a poster for each of the of them um and oh, is showing her thick ass and yeah and that was that was like a running thing throughout the it's like it's still like a, a meme okay how pixar makes thick moms <laughs> i'm sure there's a whole porn thread of oh, thick pixar i don't mom. think we have to talk about it pornographic <laughs> i think we just appreciate thick moms. well that's the next step is it not <laughs> i think there's a rule like rule seven or something like that if you can think of it, then porn has been made of it on the internet. Um, yeah, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. I just kind oh, of thought, oh, yeah, I remember I thought it was all right. Yeah. Um, my kids thought it was all right. It actually, the last third of the movie was probably the best of yeah. it. But uh, but yeah, it was all right. We're gonna watch the second one this week. So, uh, and then I watched Nope. Oh yeah, what'd you think? 
Yeah, I liked it. It's a, it's a very intense movie at times, but like I can't even like pinpoint why it makes it so <laughs> intense. Like it's very well done and like setting up the suspense with the music and the the scenery and everything. That yeah, I mean. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, he creates a certain like atmosphere and energy uh, to things. Even so, even when it's like weird, you're still like, there's something kind of creepy. Like all the stuff with the chimp, I thought was really freaky. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, very odd. <laughs> it's a strange movie. Yeah, uh, I think so. I watched it. I was like super messed up though. So like I like enjoyed it, but I need to watch it again. But Kiki Palmer is like a force in that movie. Yeah. I really liked her performance because, you know, obviously it's a high energy performance, but she makes, she makes the character really likable, even though the character clearly has all these like personal flaws. Yeah. And that's not always easy to do. So if you can pull that off, um, it's pretty impressive. And I feel like she drives like a lot of the energy of the film. For sure. Well, yeah, because Daniel Kaluuya's character is very, like, laid back, and, like, he's, like, the introverted, quiet guy. Daniel Kaluuya is, like, fucking so great, though. Oh, yeah. for sure. Like, I, he's a, he's a welcome addition to any movie, as far as I'm concerned. The whole stuff with the chimpanzee, like, it's very unsettling, but it's kind of, like... Oh, and then there's I, that part where... Sorry, go finish your, finish your thought. I just don't... I didn't really figure why it was in the movie... Like, it doesn't really... I think it's to inform us a bit about Stephen Ewan's character and why he's doing the stuff that he's doing. I guess. Uh, well, we can talk about more of that later another time. But um, there's that moment that's really cool and creepy. Just a shot, really. Like, when the girl that was on the set with oh, him yeah. is in the crowd. Is in the crowd. <laughs> it's just like you see her, like, and then the veil wind. blowing yeah. up and stuff. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... Very good movie. Um, yeah. I I feel like it's very suspenseful and creepy in a way that I I don't know. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. There's a serious, there's a serious left turn in that movie, too, that I didn't know about going into it. So that was yeah. nice. I know it's not up to us, obviously. Like he, Jordan Peele is far more talented and achieved than anything that we're ever going to do. But um, I'm talking about this podcast is better than anything. <laughs> Jordan Peele's ever done. <laughs> uh, like to give the man his flowers and just be like, dude's in a tour. Like you're what, you know, when you're watching a Jordan Peele movie, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy though. Isn't it like that? He's gotten to this. I think like, it's, I think from- it's surprising, but based on everything I've read about the guy, he's always been incredibly serious about like horror movies and like his ambitions beyond that. I heard a really cool story. Um, Yeah. So I was listening to the Doughboys and Heather Ann Campbell was talking about uh, this Keen Peel sketch with uh, Gremlins, Gremlins two. Okay. Yeah. He's ever seen the Gremlins two. I saw someone post something about this recently, but I, I don't know about it. Okay. So Heather Ann Campbell is like a super accomplished Writer, look her up. I don't need to defend her. Her career is amazing. Um, but uh, she's talking about how she wrote. He wrote that sketch and then performed it. At, I think UCB. 
The Gremlins 2. The Gremlins 2. But he wrote that mm-hmm. sketch and then performed it. And then he did it for the show. And he, like, got everybody he could from the sketch to come and be in the show. Like Key and Peele. Yeah, to be in mm-hmm. the Key and Peele. And, like, how he's just a super straight up, like, great guy. So he's like, he went out of his way to, like, f- get all these people involved that did. They weren't a part of it. Right. Like, for real. He could have just, like, had actors. Whoever was working but for the But he actually show. went back and got all the people from the original sketch that he performed live hmm. to, like, come and do it. And, like, I'm, I just, you hear stories about him and he just seems like a great, great guy. And uh, he's obviously a genius. Yeah, I mean, let's hope that... Uh his next movie is just as wild and interesting as the ones he's been doing. I'm sure it will be. I mean, he's on a he's on a pretty good run so far. So. Well, he's also done the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I I only watched a couple of those. I never got into it really. Um, and then nobody really talked about it. It's kind of one of those streaming things that just. It's a, I think it's a streaming issue. Yeah. And he did a creep show. Oh, was he involved in that? He creep did show, one. Yeah. Well, I wonder. Is it like he's just gonna do? Or I'm not saying like just do horror, but like is he? He strikes me as the kind of guy that will branch out eventually. He says things. that Nope is not done, like the Nope universe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm interested to see what like it's that gonna means. grow. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm excited to see what he does next. For sure. Uh, did you watch anything else? No, that's about it. I had to set. Two hours aside for this movie, so. <laughs> John. Anyways, John. I actually don't think I have anything to talk about. You I've, son of a uh, bitch. I've just been reading. Love and the, life. I've been reading the Bible. <laughs> um, Doing oh, my yeah, daily yeah. devotions. I've been Where are you at? Like, Where are you at in there? Uh, yeah, what are you, you got Job, into numbers yet? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, <laughs> Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel. <laughs> Oh. I think uh, I'm in Ecclesians. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecclesians. Uh, I'm kind of bouncing. I have between. no idea what that is. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, ca- I'm bouncing. Is that what we? Is that? Yeah, that's of? the one. I'm bouncing <laughs> between that and the, uh, you know, like the Gospels. Um, kind of dipping into Peter's letters to yeah. the. In between that, check out some Incredibles porn. Uh, <laughs> guess you know that. <laughs> Guess you how that mom's doing. Whipping yourself at night for... Not Catholic. I don't know. I don't got to worry about that. Same difference. I thought you introduced that to your... Even though you're Protestant, you like like that part of the Catholicism. So you... Me? Yeah, so you were bringing it over. Big fan of... (laughs) Big fan of telling other people they should whip themselves. Right. But not a big fan of me doing it. Uh, Uh So I guess that does make me a Catholic. Um... (laughs) Sick burn on the Catholics. Yeah, you know what, guys? The Catholics have just had too much time in the sun. It's time to go after it's, them. It's gonna get, take them down. No one's talked about the Catholics first. Yeah, it's pretty weak. It's pretty weak sauce, John. Uh, I just want to talk about this movie. Yeah. Speaking of Catholics, Air Force One. <laughs> Such a good segue. There's got to be a trailer. Let's listen to it. Tonight I come to you with a pledge to change America's policy. Atrocity and terror are not political weapons. And to those who would use them, your day is over. 
In a speech tonight in Moscow, the president issued a direct challenge to terrorist nations around the world. But the question remains, what are the risks involved in such a bold policy initiative? They hated your speech, didn't they? We're afraid we won't have the guts to back it up. Air Force One, clear for takeoff. Thank you for your hospitality, Moscow. The president's plane, Air Force One, has been hijacked. What do they want? They want General Raddick released from prison. I will execute the hostage every half an hour. What are our airborne scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. My husband will not negotiate. His wife, his daughter, I think he'll negotiate. How the hell did this happen? How the hell did they get Air Force One? Your national security advisor has been executed. He just bought you another half hour. Sir, you're parachute. I'm not leaving without my family. You know who I am? I'm the president of the United States. Jim isn't making this decision as a president. He's making it as a husband and a father. Oh! Let's not forget this president is a Medal of Honor winner. He knows how to fight. He has no right to take chances with his life. Given to their demands, we've got a job to do. It makes me so proud, Mr. President, that you stuck with us. You know your father, he has also killed. You're nothing like my father. We're tracking six MiGs. I'm sending in our F-15s to protect you. She said MiGs? In a war, people die. The president is up there with a gun to his head. I'll do anything to save my family. Don't ask me for something I can't give. All right, so Air Force One... Uh, 1997. I mean, this movie is starring Harrison Ford, Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, Wendy Crewson, Paul Guilfoyle, William H. Macy. The list goes on. Apparently, this is rated R. I don't understand how that's possible. There is some some sizable squibs at times in the movie. It's rated R. Yeah, rated R for. I mean, I'm on IMDb. It says PG. On. <laughs> In Canada, it's probably PG. In on Rotten Tomatoes, it's rated R. Um, directed by the late great Wolfgang Peterson. Yeah. Rip. R.I.P. Did he die this year? He died not that long ago. Yeah, a couple of days ago. Well, did you kill a month him? ago or so? Whatever. Um. All right. So. After making a speech in Moscow vowing to never negotiate with terrorists, President James Marshall boards Air Force One with his family and advisors. When a group of terrorists led by Ivan Kursharanov hijacks the flight, the president's principles are put to the test. Uh, feigning escape, ex-culture Marshall stows away in the aircraft and must race against time to rescue his family and everyone else on board. Man, yeah, they're, his his morals are immediately put to the test. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, he's the president of the United States of America. He has no morals. <laughs> this one does, John. <laughs> Have his, you, did you watch the movie? This uh, guy's a I mean, fucking hero. I mean, right at the beginning, they lay it out that this president's different because both sides won't like what he has to say. And right, do. right. That just makes him a okay. Well, um, my personal, <laughs> you know, you're doing something right when both sides are up. No, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, only if you're, only, <laughs> you know what I mean. Only if you're going like a hundred miles to the left, does that make any sense? Um, oh, I'm, I'm too. I'm so central. 
<laughs> I'm so central. Throughout this whole movie, I kept thinking, like, what is this supposed to be telling us? That, you know, like, I thought the presidency is supposed to be bigger than one person, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like an institution. But the president is still a human. I remember saying... He's like, still was, an individual. I was talking about this when I was watching it. I was like, like, fuck this guy. Like, fucking just bury this plane. Well, that's what they are... That's what Dean Stockwell wants to do throughout the film. I mean, come on. They should have just shot the plane down themselves. Mm-hmm. Like the Americans. Well, if the Americans had any balls, they would have shot the plane down. <laughs> but they don't have balls. There's no fucking way... <laughs> They would allow it to get out that Air Force One was taken over. They would have shot it down mm-hmm. yeah. and then said, sure. I don't know. It yeah. disappeared. They would have just yeah. made up a country. Of course. And then like, but that's not the reality of this film, obviously. I know. But the problem <laughs> is the whole time you're like, there's no fucking way that this would happen. No. So before, I mean, I mean, the whole premise of the movie is no, 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 no. Taking the movie- over the plane is believable. Okay. <laughs> I, I get that. I love how I, we do live in a time because I think like technology, we, we talk about this in other movies, like technology moves so fast that it's like this came in 97. We're like the shit you get away with in 97. <laughs> I could, I could have run the world. Gary Oldman's mm-hmm. fucking crew. Just get on that Gar- plane. No problem. I, okay. Gary Oldman giving both like the most like quintessential Gary Oldman performance <laughs> and also being like, how does anybody think this is good? <laughs> Cause he's amazing, but he's also awful at the same time. It's like, I, I couldn't understand a word he said. Oh really? I didn't have a problem understanding him. I did. Maybe it was the cut I watched. Yeah. How I watched it. I don't know. I just know that this plane has more compartments than obviously <laughs> Under Siege 2, which that that train has like endless compartments that Seagal goes in and out of. So yeah. I will admit that I did get this movie confused with Air Force One. Wait, wait, this, wait, this is, is Air, Air Force, Force One. One. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Executive, executive decision. Executive oh, yeah. Decision. Well, that's the next movie we're going to do. Which did. Which <laughs> and then Passenger I, 57. I was waiting for Seagal to pop up. Oh, yeah. And die. And die in the first 10 minutes. (laughs) Well, okay, so I assume we've all seen this movie before. Yeah. Yeah, I watched this when it came out. It was a a heavy hitter when it came out. I thought it was better than it is. This is... We also have to... (laughs) I think I had the opposite where I, like... I remember, like, really disliking this movie when it came out. And this time I was like, yeah, it's it's all right. Um, So, to me, this movie is peak dad action movie. Oh, yeah. So, like... I think that it's like our father's action movie, but now it's like kind of ours where I'm like, yeah, this is coming on a Sunday afternoon after a baseball game. I'm mm-hmm. not turning it off necessarily. <laughs> yeah. But the only living president that would like this would be like George Bush or something. Or... Uh, apparently Donald Trump is a fan of this film. There's no fucking way. There's not well, enough Don, action. No, Donald Trump doesn't know how <laughs> There's to. There's a lot of action. No, 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 one, no, no, one, no, no, <laughs> one, no, one's, no one's face gets pissed on in this movie. <laughs> no, I mean, he'll, he likes, <laughs> this is apparently, a, no, a, a Donald Trump, Donald Trump I, watches Bloodsport and gets like, Eric Trump to fast forward through the talking yeah, talk in a, points in a gimp suit with a chain. 
Yeah, but he like, does he does stop it for the montage dance, like the, the oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. definitely watches that scene where the Mentos where commercial, John Claude. Yeah, where he like <laughs> he like he's in a Foo Fighters music video and he leaps between trolleys. There's no way he watches this. It's two hours long. First of That's all, this is what I've heard. I don't, I don't even think. First of all, it's two hours long. <laughs> okay. He just watches the. He just rewinds and watches the part over and over again. It's like that scene from Stone Cold where Lance Henriksen is rewinding that the the whip, that judge guy, right? Until it's just going oh, death, yeah. death, death. He just does that for the part where he's like, "Get off my plane!" Yeah, get off my plane. Okay, so I. It's the only way he can beat off. Obviously, everything that a president does is a facade, but nothing has proven that more than Obama's yearly like playlist. <laughs> where he like they release his like music mix of everything mm-hmm, he listens mm-hmm, to, and right. it's like there's no fucking way this geriatric motherfucker <laughs> listened to this shit. Like this is not, it's not. Like I I get it. It's fine. You're old. Whatever. Like you think there is probably some douchebag that's been like, oh, you know what? Trump likes Air Force One. Like that was like, like it just. It's like a part of his like like. You become president and you have to be like, all right, your top 10 favorite movies, sir. Yeah, Air Force One. Air Force One. The Bible. One, the Bible. <laughs> the Bible movie. Uh, the Bible movie. The Bible movie with Charlton Heston. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Air Force One. Okay, if you actually watch the movie, there's nothing. He would not. Mm-hmm. He would not stay on the plane to save his wife and child. Donald Trump? No. No, but there's he would. No fucking but way. he liked to fantasize that he would. No, no, he, he wouldn't. wouldn't. That's the thing. <laughs> no, because that's, that's, that's the that, that. No, he's that's not who he is. He's like, oh, this guy. He needs to get away. Get away, quick! Run, run! You're the president. Go. No. Yeah. You shouldn't be here. I, You're too important. I mean, the only well, thing. You know, we'll get get a get Donald on the horn here, and let's ask. Let's interview let's him. Call him Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. See how he's see probably how, having a nap. What his right feelings now. on Air Force One are? He should have yeah. been the fourth reviewer on this episode. Oh, oh man. man, I just don't. I I can't even comprehend him sitting down and watching this. I can't comprehend. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Donald Trump anymore because I can't comprehend him just like having a human feeling. I mean, he's such a. I I, I don't know. Like I just saw he's a video. A, he's a real of, like James, Don Jr. being James like Marshall of Don Jr. saying like. Yeah, my dad was like at the this rally and he mentioned my name and it's like, wow, it's so nice that he like <laughs> appreciates me. Like he's a busy guy. He's a busy oh guy, but like, you know, it's so, nice to know. Like dad, dad, it's nice to know. You love me. <laughs> God. Can you like, imagine how fucking, like, fucking the fuck? starved that guy is for like any type of attention? Apparently a lot. Um, and you're like, telling me he's staying on the plane to save his kids? Like, no, he's not saving no. his kids. He's like, fuck those kids. I can make more. There's a story you hear about. It's <laughs> I can like, make more. It's it's like <laughs> it's like this, there's a story you hear about. More of those. Melania, and, make and, another. And it's like it's oh, like, it wouldn't be her. He'd get oh yeah, she'd model. be dead. There's a war. Okay, there's a war, and there's a boat that's leaving, and it's gonna save. It's gonna save you, right? And uh, a woman because it's a woman walks up and she has a child in one hand and a and a pig in the other and she's carrying them both on and they're like no you can't bring both and she throws the baby into the river and she's like i can make him is this baby. from one of your bible stories john no. i don't i don't understand <laughs> what i'm saying where's is, the lesson she's so she's she like, can make another baby but, but she can't she make, can't another, make pig. another pig and the pig's gonna feed her 
Right. That's Donald Trump. Easy wait, choice. Like, easy choice. I've <laughs> seen I've seen Bullet Train, and babies are tender. That's not Bullet Train. Or not Bullet Train. Uh, Snowpiercer. They're not tender. They're food. <laughs> yeah. You don't. It's not tender. That's not cash. Tender is like no, money. no, not like chicken tendies. No, like no, like you're you're talking chin, oh chicken God. tendies. No, 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 chicken t- like I'm going to the moon, diamond hands, chicken tendies. This is like stock trading. All I'm saying is that Donald Trump <laughs> is throwing his ba- he's throwing his children into the river right. to save the pig. Wait, yeah. oh, he's the woman. So this, in his case, it's like a bucket of KFC in one hand, and yeah, the, it's finger looking but, good. That's yeah. what he says. He's, uh, Oh no, that baby! He's in that I capsule can, for sure. No, I can Absolutely. fuck a prostitute. Uh, this finger looking good. Chicken yeah, here, is take delicious. this magazine with my face on it and spank me. <laughs> okay, let's get into Air Force One. Okay, Air Force One. Anyways, James, why did you choose Air uh, Force One? I just, you know, thought, hey, this movie is fun from what i remember and you know what get some harrison ford up in this bitch okay i will so, say the movie i follow, do, i follow that reasoning i do love this genre of film and i think that the late 80s into like the late 90s really personifies like dad action movies yeah 90s really was a period for this kind of but stuff but it's probably because of the action heroes that we had like Harrison Ford yeah I mean and Harrison Ford yeah right he'd already been doing the Jack Ryan movies right like Patriot Games and Clear like, Present I, Danger and this just yeah. feels like he, now he's graduated to president role in this movie so I could see you know boomers watching this movie now and being like you know those were the good old days when the president, when the president actually, actually would have yeah. fought Terrorists exactly while voting for a president that would like fucking drown his kids. Yes, exactly. Just like just with a, a warning bell would go <laughs> off. He'd be like, "Time to drown Don Jr." But like all the like beginning part and even the stuff where they're talking about like what the rules are and can the vice president take power and all this stuff. Like a lot of feels of you know West Wing because mm-hmm. that's what it, like. It's like, oh, and now we're talking yeah. about liberal porn. We got all well, the you got all the conference room scenes. Yeah, and the, exactly. The generals and the vice president and all these staffers and all the yeah. debates they're having about what's the right thing to do. Like realistically, what we're looking at is we're looking at a situation in which uh, we believe that the people in charge are good people who are going to do the right thing. Yeah, and, and gonna, I mean, and they're tough. Obviously, this movie came out at a time when there was a certain amount of naivete about this kind of stuff. Where yeah. it was like, we could, we could buy into this kind of schlock, yeah. right? And I imagine now it's like Obama would be like, Michelle, uh, kind of cool, uh, deuces, and then his kids would all die and his wife would die because they're all horrible people. Um, I I, I want to talk about just about Wolfgang Peterson a little bit. Um. He's a really weird director. Like, he directed all kinds of different movies. Like, he didn't really follow a track. Um, I, I actually watched Das Boot for the first time not that long ago, the sub movie about the the German, like, U-boat guys. A uh, really well-made movie. Um, and actually, two actors from Das Boot are in this movie. Uh, Jürgen Prochnow, that plays the general that... that Oh, Old, yeah. Oldman wants released. He's he's the main guy in Das Boot, and then the other guy that's like the pilot in this uh, movie, uh, Elia Baskin, is the actor. 
They're both uh, from Das Boot. But he made all these weird-ass movies. Like, he made The NeverEnding Story. I did, yeah, I read that. And, like, In but the Line of Fire. That a, like, that a psychotic German filmmaker would make NeverEnding <laughs> Story. Weird fantasy children's yeah, film. Yeah, like, the most depressing. <laughs> There's, like, Yeah, yeah, the horse, horse, the horse scene. A yeah. horse <laughs> dies in a tar pit. Um enemy mine he made that like alien movie with lewis gossett jr and um and uh what's his face uh dennis quaid where lewis gossett jr is a male alien that's pregnant in the movie just mm. like just kind of all over the place but interesting career for sure outbreak yeah outbreak man i remember really loving outbreak when it came out i went to it like two or three times in the theater outbreak was reason. a fun movie yeah it was, i remember it being really fun um like troy like he made the, the very guy, varied career. Yeah, the guy has a like. If you look at his like films, um, it, it definitely trails off for like how much uh, like th- re- uh, reviewers liked his films. But yeah, I he guess made so. the guy made bank. Yeah, like Troy was towards the end of his career, and that wasn't one of the more popular. And then he also did that remake of the Poseidon Adventure. They made they made money, and the guy knew how to he knew how to like corral an entire like gigantic group of people to like make yes to make a scenes. big movie. Like that's the thing about this movie. Like it doesn't really do a lot for me, but it's very well made. Like yeah. at the same time, like mm-hmm. it's very competently shot. You know, everything like the action scenes are actually staged very well in terms of creating attention. But the only reason it doesn't really work is because I don't actually care about the characters, you know, like, no, I'm not super invested in the story. I would say it's it's a very, very well made film. Um, I was like, I'm not saying I was on tender hooks, but like I was interested throughout. Uh, It's it's a little bit too long, especially with modern, you know. You have a cell phone in your hand. So it's a lot easier now to just be like, I'm mm-hmm. going to just. You guys should have watched the three and a half hour director's cut of Das Boot that I watched. <laughs> oh my God, this sounds like hell. Honestly, not, never boring. Actually, more felt more fast paced than this movie. Oh, really? that's cool. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, Das Boot's also his like most acclaimed. Yeah, for film. sure. Um, but it's, it's to me, this is just like pinnacle dad movie. And I can't figure out if it's because of the direction or if it's because uh, it's just Harrison Ford. But you it's can, Harrison Ford, but it's also the type of movie that it is. Yeah. These here's, political action thriller things. That yeah. One thing I think you cannot deny is that the diehard affication of movies runs through this oh film. absolutely like the whole opening and the way they take over the plane and everything is yeah. so diehard so i mean and, and obviously john, the setting and everything mm-hmm. is that john mctiernan yeah john mctiernan yeah so you can see his influence all over this film like the shots like the camera angles um from like the length of the scene and the way it's like it's all laid out it's mm-hmm. all john mctiernan like yeah, he, and, and we talked about how much, you know, we did the Die Hard episode. We talked about how pervasive its influence was afterwards. And just like, yeah, and we talked about, oh, there's Speed is Die Hard on a bus. And we had Under Siege is Die Hard on a boat. But man, there was a lot of Die Hard on a plane movies that came out. Yeah, I think this might be the most Die Hard on a plane. I mean, but wasn't like Passenger 57, I remember being Die Hard on a plane. I haven't watched Passenger 57. Uh, yeah. like, and, I you know, we just we just brought up Executive Decision off air. And that's that's 
fairly along one, those lines. And, and maybe once again, if I watch that, but like there this, was a Liam Neeson one too, not that long ago. This know. movie, I felt like I was actually watching scenes that were cut from a Die Hard movie. Yeah, like the way the camera moved. The, like the pacing, everything was just straight up. Yeah, and like, I mean, I Die really, Hard. really got those vibes when um, Xander Berkeley. He's like the he's like the agent he, that is the double cross guy. Yeah, did you mm-hmm. see that? He's like coming? in on it for some reason. That's never explained. Did you see that coming? Because Di- my wife was like, "Oh, like he's he's the the bad guy." Yeah, and I was like, "He's just got oh, one of those faces." I thought it was William H Macy. Yeah, well, that would have made more sense, I feel like, because it, William H. Macy can play nice, and then it would be more of a twist if he's a bad guy. Yeah. But this is a funny thing role for William H. Macy, too. By the way, this whole movie, like, stacked with character actors. Yeah. But William H. Macy, this is a year after Fargo, and he has such a, like, thankless sort of role but in this movie. that means that he probably filmed Probably this shot this around the same time. Before Fargo came out, yeah. so. Um, but they could have done something interesting with him. It, that would have been a lot more interesting if he was the. He's the bad well, guy. the reveal was pretty quick. But yeah, it was very quick. He just walks in and shoots those dudes, and then yeah. throws the tear gas, and then he opens up the weapons cabinet so that those guys can access. Yeah, it. and then you go through the whole movie knowing he yeah. is the bad guy. And I guess guy that's and... kind of smart in a way. It creates a tension when he's in the room and like still pretend he's still holding on to that secret. And still acting like he's an agent who's going to protect the president. So you're wondering, oh, when's the moment going to come when he, when he finally, you know, shows his true colors? And it, they wait until like the fucking the, end of the yeah, movie right for that end. to happen. Because <laughs> there was like three or four times where I was like, oh, what happened to Xander Berkeley? Did he die and I missed it? They never did anything with him. And then like it kept being like, oh, he's still there, okay. And then oh, okay, he's still there. <laughs> this happened to me a couple of times, and I was like. <clears throat> And then even when they're getting off the plane, I'm like, where is he? And then all of a sudden he like pops up with the gun and he's like, I'm getting off this plane and you're staying. Well, like, cause he even helps get everyone off the plane with the parachutes. Yeah. He's, he's, right? he's Which in is it up like, till then. So I guess the it's whole. really holding his cards. Well, why not just jump off the plane with one of the parachutes? Yeah, why he could have. Why not just like take a parachute and then just like. Well, because they're somebody, supposed to stay with the president, then I guess. just throw somebody else off the plane and be like. I accidentally fell into this parachute. <laughs> well, there wasn't... Par- oh, that parachuting part. Yeah, yeah. There's that whole scene. I guess he was staying around to make sure that the Russians' plan worked. I don't I don't know. Like, see, all he would have lost if he had a, got a parachute on and jumped out was his, like, I don't know, respect from the president, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that... He would be alive. He would still be alive. They would never know. Right, that he was involved. Hey, and let's not undercut how important just being alive is, guys. <laughs> it's, it's up there. It's pretty up there. It's pretty... This, I mean, on my list of, like, wants, pretty high. <laughs> the parachuting scene fucking cracked me up, though. Oh, when they showed so the like, lady? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so... They're, dude, they do this, like... Tense refueling scene where, yeah. meanwhile, Harrison Ford is—he's getting everyone off the plane. It's like a whole secret plan. They're parachuting out the back, all the hostages, and yeah, and then it shows them like you know this bad '90s CG. They're floating down in their parachutes yeah. through. Then there's like just tons of them floating through the sky, and then yeah, that woman goes by and she's got a big smile on her face. It's so Yay, funny. Yeah, parachuting. <laughs> like there's no like. Wouldn't some of them be like, "Fuck, I'm terrified to do this," even though the situation is if I stay on the plane. 
Like that's scary. Not, like aren't like yeah, okay, not, just speaking not, from myself. Not these, not these two brothers. Speaking for myself, yeah, we, I'd be fucking terrified I'd, to parachute off no, a plane. I'd jump off completely flaccid, like who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this a big mean, smile. Yeah, this you is, have a big beatific yeah, smile on your face. This doesn't even get me excited. This doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> I just thought that part was yeah, so funny. Like, I mean, it was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, there was a few unintentionally humorous things that happened uh, throughout the movie. I would say though, this is like the perfect movie for watching on TV. Yeah, it's a like cable. in oh, the nineties. Like this is like, like, holy fuck, guys! Do you guys understand what's coming up next? <laughs> like it's Air Force Air One. For, yeah, Air Force One Harrison is coming Ford. up. Honey, get the kids. <laughs> We're watching Air Force One. You're gonna see. A real example set by the president of the United States of now America, this, James this, Marshall. This is when men were men. He I mean, give, it should be on TV now. I he don't doesn't know give. Not. I can tell you this. I don't want to say these words. He doesn't give a hoot. <laughs> he doesn't give two hoots. He stays uh, on that plane. Uh, which is like, yeah, super weird. Uh, so his family thinks he's dead, right? Yeah. Well, everyone thinks he's yeah, dead for a while. Everyone thinks he's dead. But then he starts like doing cool shit. Gary Oldman is really upset when he finds out that he escaped so mad. in the shuttle. Okay, can we talk about how angry Gary Oldman is in this movie? Because <laughs> well, it's, well, it's funny. He's so like angry. you're saying that it's kind of a weird performance from him because, yeah, he's like I don't want to say that he does a bad job or anything, but like it doesn't feel like as over the top as I wanted it to be. It's not over the top enough. Like I'm expecting it to be more hammy, more well, well, scene, scenery chewing. Okay. There was a part like towards the end where, you know, the general is getting released mm -hmm. and then, you know, Harrison Ford's like, okay, well like, what's your plan? Well, we're going to go back and then he's going to tell us what the plan is. And I kind of was like, like, <laughs> This is your plan? Your plan is I'm going to hijack Air Force One to release the general for us to go back to find out what the plan's going to be because we're going to utilize the president to get what we want, I guess. Yeah, he's like, well, he's like, I've I'm, only like got, I'm only planned up to this point. The general's going to take it from here. He's the genius. I mean, in Die Hard, it's the illusion that they're terrorists, but they really just want the money right where mm -hmm. this is act, like their actual mm -hmm. no they they want they really do want a political prisoner released in this one yeah i don't know i it's, it's like a, it's like a less cynical diehard in that sense it seems like though <laughs> like when the general's getting released that there was people like in the prison that wanted him to be released yeah. So yeah. like there wasn't a way that you could actually get him out of that. There's obviously loyalists yes. that work Sounds, in that like, prison. Seems like he, there's a large contingent of loyalists. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that was like I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but like was this made with the government to just be like, <laughs> all right, let's make a movie about Russia. Let's make a movie about the president kicking some ass. <laughs> this is Bill Clinton on this plane. But like right. Gary playing his saxophone. I wanted more like Gary Oldman in true romance. I love the part where the president has to fly the plane too. Come on. Oh yeah. Yeah. I want I want more true romance Gary Oldman and yeah. a little less like fucking Or Fifth Element Gary Oldman like, even. Like yeah, Gordon, like uh 
uh, professional the dark, the dark Gary Oldman. Knight. Yeah, I wanted like crazy Gary Oldman. I wanted like him to go like crazy, mm-hmm. and he didn't. Yeah, not really. Yeah, he's. That's what I was. I kept waiting for that moment where he's gonna go over the top. And, like, uh, like I mean, like, he he has some scenes where he flips out. But imagine stuff, if but. he was like Tommy Lee Jones in Under Siege. Yeah, yeah. Like that would have been. That's a lot more fun. Crazy. Like that would be so much fun. Like to mm-hmm. have him like like have that opportunity in that moment to just be like, okay, I want you to. But I feel like the filmmakers nuts. are like, no, we got to treat this seriously. No, like, <laughs> this guys, is a serious. This is solemn. Film. <laughs> this is this is hey. This is serious. Hey. So uh, here's the thing. Okay, uh, we're gonna make this film. And um, it's not so much a film as it is like a uh, a blueprint for what I want to happen for the next president <laughs> if he's ever kidnapped. Okay, this is a tr- this is a training montage. This is right. a gigantic training montage <laughs> for Bill Clinton. He's gonna get in the belly of that airplane. He's gonna roll it's very around aspirational. that aspirational. Yeah. Like he's we're gonna, gonna have we're gonna first of all we're gonna have the uh, fantasy that there's a president who has ideals that he'll stick to. <laughs> <laughs> That doesn't exist. Uh huh. I mean, because it's it, the right thing. It's a fun idea, but as a cheesy thing, right? Not as a serious thing. And Very it feels cheesy. like they try to play it pretty serious. Like, yeah, the, I think it's supposed to be very serious i think now with our political climate that we're in yeah we, it's, it's like you can't look back on it it's like this it is a hundred percent fiction a hundred percent like in the 90s it's like hell yeah but i mean if you i mean harrison, harrison ford is a great choice to play this guy right to be like okay who's a guy that we can harrison- take seriously and be like yeah he's a principled guy He's a man of action. Uh-huh. Yeah, but Grandpa He's Ford... He's not going to take any bullshit. Grandpa Ford is in office in America right now. And that guy, that, I swear to God, like, he forgets to take his medication most days. <laughs> like, he's listen just... Listen here, Jack. Listen here, Jack. <laughs> I tell you this, you commies ain't coming in nowhere near my jet. <laughs> Jack. You, you pony dog whistle... Yeah. Boy. <laughs> Now we had I don't a know. Se- now we had a segre- don't talk old time. Now we had a segregated pool, Jack, and we let the blacks come in. Oh boy! Oh man! I don't know. Like it's just it. I mean, it's kind of funny. Like all these lines that he says that are like very American. You know, like when he's trying to uh, dump all the fuel and he loses connection with the mechanic on the ground, and he's like. Come on, red, white, and blue. Like, it's <laughs> just like I that, laughed when he said that. Did you wonder where that fuel went? It doesn't like, matter. Doesn't In the matter? fucking ocean. That's the least of our concerns at the moment. <laughs> okay, it's America, America, and then the ocean somewhere underneath. <laughs> yeah, like the conveniently when the plane is going to crash at the end of the film, they're heading into the water. I don't think they could make this movie in Canada. <laughs> I honestly, so Justin's a boxer. I honestly believe <laughs> he's, he's a pugilist. Boxer. I honestly believe they could not oh, make this movie man. in Canada. I honestly think that this isn't a joke. This is like for fun. I really think that like if the uh, if the prime minister's plane was taken over, most people would be like, "Ah, oh, well, that sucks." Um, he had a bigger run than he deserved. Yeah. <laughs> That was a pretty good go of it. Like, people would be like, afterwards, it would be like, oh, he died. So you talk that, your way out of this one, Justin. That sucks. Oh, man. Oh, uh, yeah. Nice hair, though. But they. <laughs> nice hair, though. But I feel like Canadians would be like, so who's uh, so who's next? 
Um, well, Canadian the- politics, though, is like, like nobody gives a shit about Canadian politics until it's like two weeks before election day. So we also don't have a president. I don't know. He's There's just the leader of, of the party. Real mad out there, James. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nobody the- gave a shit about the flag until these fucker freedom fighters <laughs> took it over. Okay. Well, now we need to start having conversation, James, because I think these are true, true, true patriots. Yeah, they should uh, legislate freedom. <laughs> there's Whatever some, that means. There's some freedom lovers. Kind down the street that has those things all over his fucking car. Right. Dustin, I mean, Dustin's a big fan. He honks every time he drives by. The thing is, is if they kidnap Justin Trudeau, I don't think anyone would do anything. But <laughs> if. If they <laughs> they kidnap his family, I feel like Canadians would be like, "We need to protect the family." No, I think if they if somebody stole the Stanley Cup, there'd be a fucking war. <laughs> but that just like goes into that's I, important though. That goes into Hell like yeah, how it is. stupid Canadians are. <laughs> no, they got their priorities straight. I yeah, think. they got them straight. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I'm trying to think of other things to talk about. I mean, we could talk about specific uh, action sequences. I mean, I was getting a really good idea what the layout of that plane was. Oh, and yeah. it was making sense mm-hmm. to me, which I is felt, good. I it was felt nice. like they did like a James Cameron-esque like, construction of a plane. Yeah, yeah where, like, it made sense. Yeah, where they were like, okay, like I feel like I'm in this. Mm-hmm. I, I think the filmmaking is like... No, it really is Really, good. really good. Mm-hmm. Um. I think there's no complaints Not a lot there. of gaps to be found in that. Uh, no, I think Harrison and Ford. And then, like, they've got a great cast, like, across the board. Absolutely. Every little role is played by a recognizable character actor. Mm-hmm. All these generals and politicians and all these different people. Yeah, I think movie. everybody's a great job. Like, there's no real complaints about the filmmaking. It's just generic and boring. Yeah, I mean, like I say, like, I actually do think the action s- scenes are really well done. But it loses the tension because I'm not invested in this story. Like, I don't, you know, okay, the president is fighting the terrorists or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I can get behind Harrison Ford a little bit because it's Harrison Ford. But I don't really care about all this political whatever Well, and that's shit. what I was, machinations, and, that, and mm-hmm. that's what I was saying when we were, I was talking with, with my wife. I was like, like, does it matter? Like, he dies. I mean, like, we got the, doesn't matter. We got those tense moments with Glenn Close where she's, no, she's not going to sign. Which is the dumbest fucking <laughs> thing. That didn't make That's any... how America fails yeah, right that, there. That didn't make any sense. It's like, well, because that, uh, like, I get the sense that we're supposed to think Dean Stockwell is like a weaselly guy because he's going around getting everyone to sign no. the thing. But he's no, he's smart. doing he's doing what no, should yeah. be done. No, he's, he's yeah. pragmatic. Yeah. He's actually being like, okay, well, like we, we need, have to take steps here. We, like, yeah, the, 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 this obviously there's a problem and we need to have a solution to it. Mm-hmm. And Glenn Close is like, I believe in honor. She's and like, I like, believe in this president that he's somehow going to pull this off. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, Oh my God. Like you should actually we hear about his military experience. How he flew planes. Well, this is, but that's, 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 uh, George W senior. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he became head of CIA and then he, I want to see the sequel to this <laughs> where he loses his re-election. <laughs> oh, that would be so funny. They're like, you put the whole country at risk, you fucking asshole. I look at him, well, Donald Trump now rejoins. He's actually like running against him. He's like, I like presidents who weren't hijacked. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just me. It's just me. I, I mean, I people mean, are saying, I'm, people are saying. People are saying. <laughs> I'm like, 
We like we like presidents who aren't hijacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were hijacked. I wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> what does that say? That's up to the voters. I would have a plane that didn't get hijacked. Yeah, so. I mean, it's kind of interesting that yours did. I do find it. <laughs> I do find it um, kind of pathetic that that cockpit uh, door didn't hold up very well. You think like on <laughs> yeah, the- just one little explosive, a bit of plas- plastic. Or why? Whatever. Why is there even plastic explosives on a plane anyway? Yeah. Why they would they be storing it? it? Yeah, I guess they must have smuggled. How? It. They didn't smuggle any guns. Yeah, the or guns anything, were all in the in the locker. Could just be thing. in their in their backpacks. I guess they had to go through. They had to go through two security checks. They don't. I don't. I think that what's John two security checks. I do feel like there's a lot cut from this because the guy that stops them outside the plane is like, "No, sorry, gentlemen, you'll have to go do this again or whatever." And um, that guy is a recognizable character actor too. I can't think of his name. And so I was like, "Oh, he's always like a fucking weaselly guy that's like a backstabber type." I bet you there was a whole bit of the movie that got cut with that guy in it. Probably because that's, that's the only yeah. time you see him. He just right. like makes them go through that. That's also bit. Dustin's fantasy. They make this movie fucking longer. <laughs> I want a three and a half hour cut like Das Boot. Oh man, <laughs> all these characters get proper story arcs. <laughs> uh, I think we're also like we're we're projecting. 2022 yeah well it's hard not to well uh, yeah that's what i mean it's it's very hard to watch this kind of movie now and not you know and just take it as a piece of entertainment without thinking about all this different stuff i can't get on a fucking airplane without taking my goddamn shoes off (laughs) yeah or getting scanned through the nude machine so many so many (laughs) randas have seen my cock (laughs) yeah i'm like take a good look do you like that? Take a picture at last. Do a little and they're like hip swivel. Yeah, while you're in hip there. swivel. And they're like, we did take a picture. And they're always like, can you please stop doing the the DX suck it in, in the 3D? Uh, uh-huh. Have you tried doing that? I'm gonna try doing that next time I go through. Yeah, you do it. So uh, tell me how that goes for you. Did you like the nice little touch at the end where they're like, don't know if the president survives, and then they're like. We're changing our call sign to Air Force One. <laughs> Whoa! Hey! I, I mean, there's fun stuff. Like, the, them going across on the zip line things, I think, is pretty fun. The whole f- refueling, like, that whole set piece is, is pretty good. Him uh, hanging, he's hanging off the back of the plane. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, like, it's just, it's well done stuff. It's just, like, the story is just such a cheeseball thing that it's... Hard I, to get too into. I think that there's no bad things we can say about the filmmaking, about the acting. It's it's a it's an incredibly well made film. Yeah, like this is like it's it just doesn't move the needle a ton no, for me. It's just like I'm I'm just kind of bored. Uh, yeah. But this is straight like dad movie, mm-hmm. like oh like for our generation I th- I would say, um, and I'm getting a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving into dad movie territory. Mm-hmm. But I'm not watching this film. William H. Macy gets blown away, guys. I mean, there's there's actually a lot of people getting blown away at different times. And like I said, like there's, there's a couple moments of surprising squibs where I was like, oh, okay. Quite a bit of blood on that on that for this kind of movie. Like it feels like it would be a more sanitized movie because you'd want you'd want everyone to see the president kicking butt, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. Why uh, not? I mean, it depends what rating you're going for, right? Well, that's what I mean. Like, wouldn't they be going for a PG-13 because 
they like this seems like the kind of movie that they'd want as many yeah, but eyeballs like, on it. But as. like I we said at the beginning, like I one website said it was rated R and mm-hmm. one website said it was rated PG thirteen. I'm betting it was R in the states. This thing. This is a, definitely a PG thirteen movie For in sure. Canada. A thousand percent. <laughs> All right. Well, unless we got any other key moments or anything. Uh no. Do you have a favorite scene? Uh, get off my plane. The get off my plane, of course, is the classic moment that everyone remembers from this movie. Um, I do like how he breaks Gary Oldman's neck with the with yeah the, the strap, or whatever. and then you get the CG him floating with his neck broken. <laughs> he's, he's another happy parachuter. <laughs> you imagine so you like catch up to the, the lady in the, yeah, in the parachute. So he's dead floating down and just like lands in someone's backyard, and they're like, "What the it fuck?" Show that <laughs> yeah. he like lands on their trampoline and he just lays there. Oh, he bounces like five times. <laughs> Fucking in the dog is pool. barking. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. What what's going on out there? Martha? Honey? Call the Hey, Martha, call the authorities. We're gonna need to get somebody over here. <laughs> we got it. We got a s- bit of a situation in the backyard. This guy looks a little too happy to be in the state that he's in. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I would say the action scenes where he's actually fighting someone. The yeah, the the kill scene where he like says, "Get off my plane." Um, I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's fun that stuff. Like the, it, it's a fun movie. It's just. It's, uh, I kind of wish he got like cut up or something a little bit more. Yeah, he doesn't really get too injured or anything. Yeah, he probably has one of those the rock contracts where he's not allowed to get hurt. I mean, are you led to believe like he had some kind of military training? Yeah, they say at the beginning oh, he was okay. in the he was in, he was in the one of the wars. Yeah, he, man, he was one of the wars. Yeah, they say he was in the shit. Yeah, yeah. he was in the shit. Yeah, he's like, man, he's a bona fide killer, cold blooded killer. He's yeah. the commander. He definitely smoked, sixty-seven kills in Nam. Smoked, <laughs> smoked heroin out of a human skull. Yeah. I mean, okay. Uh, then he became an idealist. Rate this fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> All right. Real John McClane type. <laughs> That's what they said when they not John McClane. Sorry, John McCain. John McCain. McCain right. Yeah. yeah, but I like people who don't get caught. So. Yeah, uh, my computer's dead, so I don't remember my scores. Uh, your score, your reaction is a six. Overall, five point two. I stand by it. My uh, reaction is a five. Overall, four point six. Is that Stingy James? Uh, my reaction or is a six, and my overall score is a five point four. So that's an overall five point one, which makes it tied. At 144 with Armageddon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to close my eyes. Oh, man. <laughs> do a little, uh, can you do a little number for us, James? <laughs> I well, James how does this song go? James is probably the best singer. I don't want to close my eyes. James is probably the best singer secretly. Because I'll be missing <laughs> you or he, something? He's, he was in a choir oh, when we were younger. Yeah. But then all Christian choir where I went around, you know, spreading the word. Prepubescent mm-hmm. Christian boys spreading the word about Christ. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Two other Christians in the community. I wasn't in uh, a choir. You were in a choir? No. We'll talk about this off camera. <laughs> when was I in a choir? <laughs> well, don't ask me. I don't know. 
I must have blocked that out of my mind. Anyways, uh, tied at 144, Armageddon. Armageddon. That's uh, it, isn't it? Oh, no. Tango and Cash Ooh. and The Old Guard. This is an easy one for me. I'd put this behind Tango and Cash and ahead of The Old Guard. Mm-hmm. I think Armageddon and Tango and Cash are just more fun. Even like, even Armageddon with all its flaws is a, is a more fun movie than this, I think. Is it because you don't want to close your eyes? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to do the animal cracker thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even Tango and Cash, which, you know, wasn't the greatest movie. There's some fun shit in that movie. There's some fun shit in that movie, and you like to think it is better than it is. Yeah, that's okay. it's one of those. It's one of those movies that you're like, oh, man, I love Tango and Cash. And then you watch it, and you're like, yeah, this yeah, isn't good. Right. <laughs> um, Come on, Jack Palance. He has the fuck you money in that, the fuck you pit money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm going to agree with you. Yeah. So behind Tango and Cash, ahead of the old guard, the old guard, not a fan. Yeah. Didn't, didn't do a ton for me. And no. and I definitely don't want to close my eyes because I'll, I'm going to be missing. You don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. So, uh, I'm with you guys. All right. So that's a new number 146 there it goes. on the list. Yeah. Bumps the old guard down. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. So thank you for listening. Um, go check out all the other shows on the BFOP network. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, I think we have a YouTube channel still, but I don't think we really post anything there. But, you know, go there. <laughs> Just go out. there. <laughs> Just check it out. Um, yeah, and you can download us on any of your favorite podcatchers. And... See you next week.